Welcome to the Coworkers Podcast with Jesse and Shaney, where every believer is a coworker in God's mission. Hi, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. You're looking fabulous in your new green shirt. Thank you. Decathlon clearance. Mm, yeah, decathlon's a winner over here for us. Um, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl a couple Woo! weeks ago. Let's go. So we're feeling good around here. Yes. There's just like this afterglow. Happy. I feel like they just. Yeah, you've continues. been in a really good mood. Really good mood for the past <laughs> couple of weeks. That's right. We're going to be talking about an exciting subject. Yeah. That we're modeling right now. Yes. Because I'm, we're side by side. For the sake of the gospel, mm-hmm. always. Yeah. But yes, always, for sure. And our podcast. But we're talking about serving and leading together in the field and in the home. This is a, a workshop that we had done a couple of weeks ago for a meeting that we were a part of. Yeah. We had a lot of fun in the breakout and had couples in the room with us, and it turned out to be like a great workshop. So we are talking about how we're married, we're one flesh, and then we're doing this ministry together. Mm -hmm. And so there's a particular joy in that, and there's a trajectory of growth as Mm -hmm. we become more and more one flesh in our marriage. It affects every area of our life, right? And so it's been fun to think about and to even look back and see how we have grown in serving together yeah yeah in the different seasons of life mm-hmm. when we first came to the field in 2005 almost 19 years ago mm-hmm. it was the fall of 05 we came out with no kids and so in some ways it was a lot easier practically to do side-by-side ministry because that's mm-hmm. what we did we were out mm-hmm. sharing the gospel meeting with partners doing discipleship riding our honda xl dirt bike mm-hmm. all across the countryside just you and me mm-hmm. i know how much you loved those rides <laughs> you really enjoyed Right in the back. Um, but th- that's changed. Second term, added three kids. Yep. And those rhythms, the practical, what it looked like changed. And so we've had to, over the course of those 19 years, work through as well as a couple. What does it mean to labor side by side when those seasons of life change, when you're not always by me? How do we maintain that oneness and unity of heart, but also in leadership? Our leadership responsibilities have also changed and expanded went from just the two of us in our city, our first term, to taking on more people, trying to lead, uh, national partners, of course, being more and more part of that as well. So over the course of the years, just thinking through how we maintained that oneness, and even, like you said, I think we've grown in it as well. Yeah. The addition of our children and their changing ages is a huge factor Mm -hmm. in how we serve together. Yeah. And it always takes time to learn every new season. Mm and our children's needs change. And so that affects how we serve, how we lead together in our home and in the work. Mm -hmm. Both of those are changing, and that just sometimes takes time to learn. Some seasons, we are more literally Mm side-by-side than others, but I think even more importantly, I think over the years, we've learned how to have more of this one spirit and one mind in the work. Mm that we want to talk about today. Yeah, because that is the key. Regardless of how practically or, you know, how much you're able to go out together or do ministry literally side by side, the key is that we would be one in spirit and mind in the way that we approach the work and the way that we value it so that we can actually be a support to one another while we're not side by side to each other. So the key verse for us is Philippians 127, only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ so that whether I come and see you or I'm absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. 
Now, this is a command to all believers, <clears throat> but like we've said before, commands to all believers, especially for the one another's, those apply first and foremost to the relationship between a husband and a wife. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we want to see, particularly the last part of that verse. We'd be standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving side by side for the sake of the gospel. So there's a oneness of spirit, of purpose, a oneness of mind, and how we think about it, the things that we value, what we're pursuing together, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. Yeah, I kind of want to just rest on that verse real quick before we get into the nuts and bolts of this, because it's such a great visual of believers standing firm together in one spirit, in that unity that the Holy Spirit gives us, and with one mind, so a like-mindedness mm -hmm. in our pursuit of God and in the work. And what are we doing? We are striving side by side for the sake of the gospel. And so that is just a beautiful picture of mm -hmm. how we want to serve as couples. Mm. Um, I love also that the verse begins and ends with the gospel, mm. that we're striving to live a life worthy of the gospel, mm -hmm. and we're doing it for the faith of the gospel. Mm -hmm. Again, if this is just supposed to be how normal believers serve together, then when we already are in a one flesh relationship, mm -hmm. then this is like adding five exclamation points yeah. to this verse for mm -hmm. us. Yeah, there's a oneness that we experience together. And we've talked about this in a previous episode as well, but it's mm -hmm. absolutely unique. The oneness that we experience in this life between a husband and a wife is even in the Bible, that's a unique relationship. No other relationship is, is called that, that we become one flesh with another person. And so that is, and again, according to Ephesians 5, that's a picture of Christ's love for the church, ultimately our unity with him. But that is that particular relationship, human relationship that we have. And so if there's anywhere that these should be displayed, should be, man, just bolstered and strengthened, it should be in this relationship that we share together. If you are married, then your marriage relationship is the most powerful influence in your life, mm. whether that's for good or for bad. Mm -hmm. So just like we always say, the best gift you can give your children is a is a very strong marriage mm -hmm. as parents. So if we are united and have a strong, loving, vibrant marriage, that's naturally going to really positively impact our parenting, mm -hmm. right? Yep. On days when we are off with each other, mm -hmm. that very clearly negatively affects our parenting mm -hmm. also. And I think it applies to ministry also. Mm -hmm. Maybe not always so obvious because mm -hmm. we're not in one tiny house together. Sure. But I really have seen that just like when we're off in our marriage, that negatively affects our parenting. I've mm -hmm. seen it when it negatively affects our leadership, too. Yeah. When we go into a meeting and we're not feeling connected mm -hmm. and we're leading together, we all know the feeling of getting in a fight on the way to church mm. and then walking in mm -hmm. <laughs> with big smiles mm -hmm. and perfect family. No doubt. So, so our marriage relationship is very important in our lives, whether we're aware of it or not. Yeah, that's right. So in our work, in our leadership of a team, in the ministry that we're doing, this is kind of the first place we wanted to focus is on our relationship together as husband and wife. Just like Shani just said, for our kids, for the stability of our home, that should be our first and primary focus after our relationship with Jesus is our relationship with each other. Uh, that's the same for any ministry that we're trying to do or any team that we're trying to lead, is that we would be focusing on one another first and strengthening that bond and that relationship so that we would truly be growing in one spirit and one mind, side by side, for the sake of the gospel. As we pursue greater unity mm -hmm. 
as a couple and really serving and leading in our home and in the work together as one flesh. Mm -hmm. This is the first of our three tips for you all in how to grow in that. Mm -hmm. That the very first one and the most foundational and important of all is simply to have a strong marriage and to pursue growth in your marriage, to be on that trajectory of growth. And that requires intentionality. I think the point of making that clear is that just like we've all learned, if you've been married over and over again, you may assume that over time you just naturally grow together. But actually what we found is that our tendency is the opposite. If we just let things be, our natural tendency is actually to drift apart, to get busy in the things that we're in, to neglect communication, to neglect special time with each other, to neglect pursuing each other, to neglect going deeper and deeper with each other, to kind of get to a, a certain point that maybe you feel like, okay, we're we're good, like we're in this kind of good spot. But I think we can all see that there's no such thing as just staying still. There's no such thing as static in our marriage relationship. You're either growing together or you're growing apart. And without intentionality, you will continue just to grow apart. So that's all wrapped up in that this first point of just pursuing oneness in our marriage relationship, that lays the foundation. That's the that's the heartbeat of anything else we want to do, whether that's parenting our kids well, whether that's leading a team well, whether that's doing mm-hmm. ministry well. That's really the heartbeat is that we are connected and that we're intentionalizing that growth and that our relationship is on a pattern of deepening together, mm-hmm. of getting to know one another better. I think the older I get, the more I want to emphasize that. Mm. I think when I look back at even in our seminary years and different older mentors really speaking that into me, I don't think I really felt the urgency of that as much as I do now. And so I do want to encourage younger couples in that. I don't think we're overdoing this Mm -hmm. by really encouraging people to make time to intentionalize your marriage. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I think that there's not only just the warning that comes from failed marriages, right. wrecked that, ministries that, that we've see seen over right? and over. And that we continue yeah. to see that come out almost daily, it seems like, in the news. But just the other side of, man, there's a great promise held out for us mm-hmm. that I think we are experiencing mm-hmm. year number 20 of our marriage, year number 19 of living overseas, that it does get deeper and better over time. And I think that the Lord is actually working in both of our hearts to create dependency, not just on him, but on one another in greater yeah. ways that we're actually, I feel my own sense of independence slowly deteriorating, my felt need for you and for your mm-hmm. presence and for us to be together, just growing and increasing. I mm-hmm. think that's a gift from the Lord. That's something that maybe when we're young, that sense of independence is a little stronger. Mm-hmm. We tend to lean on that, but in the Lord's grace, he's wearing that down over time. And we're, I think, coming to know the sweetness of that oneness mm-hmm. or more. Yeah, I had a thought last month that because the Lord Jesus is offering intimacy with us every day with mm. him, that how foolish for us to waste a day of that, mm. to just do things in our own strength and kind of live without an awareness of his presence, that we're just missing out right. on this amazing gift that he has in his hand. He's holding out towards us and inviting us to. And it's the same in marriage, really, mm-hmm. that God has intended marriage to be this amazing gift, a source of strength and comfort and laughter and safety. And it's really foolish of us to let our schedules overtake that Mm. so that we just barely give each other the leftovers. 
the Lord has shown me in the last couple of months, my tendency is to give the kids my priority mm. over you mm. because they're needy and they ask for it. Yeah. And I have a sense of a sense of concern for them, mm -hmm. right? And for you, I think you're fine. You don't need me. I'm an adult. <laughs> you are an adult. <laughs> Can dress myself <laughs> mostly. Yeah. So I just came back from a really amazing meeting with other women leaders from around South Asia. And we had a lot of time to really share and pray for each other. Mm. And that was one of the most common themes for every woman there. And these are all women that I greatly admire, mm -hmm. strong, godly women. And every one of us wanted prayer for our marriage and wanted to talk about it and mm -hmm. wanted to encourage each other in it. And many ladies had examples of how they've seen the enemy just attack and put like really wrong thinking in mm -hmm. our heads at times about our husbands. So I think we've highlighted it and put it in bold, but man, oneness is God's design and it's a gift and you have to fight for it. Yep. And we have other um, episodes. Number 35 was Gray and Brandy um, Gaynor on oneness and marriage. Number 59, I really enjoyed doing. That's the mm -hmm. key to happy headship and submission in marriage that really talked a lot about the security yeah. we need to have in our relationship. Being a team. Mm -hmm. And then number 68 is the preeminence of Christ in our family lives um, with Jennifer. So feel encouraged in your marriages. Yeah. I think a question you can, can really ask, what are your rhythms to stay connected? Mm -hmm. How do you do that? How do you prioritize it? We've had a lot of different things over the years in mm -hmm. different seasons. Breakfast out while the kids were in preschool. Mm -hmm. Right now, it's evening walks. We've done pretty much annual getaways of mm -hmm. some sort. We've had seasons where we have our show that we mm -hmm. watch. That's been fun. Thank Just you, lockdown. something for us to look forward to and talk about. Yep. So many different rhythms, but talk about that together. And truly, if you feel like you're not growing closer or you feel like, man, you really have let it let everything else become priority mm -hmm. before your marriage, then you might need to make some drastic changes. Yeah. I mean, that sometimes is needed. That's right. Sometimes you need to tell your friends, close friends, so they hold you accountable and pray for you. Like, get it out there, bring it into the light, get counseling if you need it, do whatever it takes to strengthen that unity. Yep, that's right. All right, the second point uh, that we wanted to talk about in leading together, doing this work together, both in the home and in ministry, is getting to know one another better. Just growing in our knowledge, our understanding of one another, our appreciation for one another's gifts. Mm -hmm. And I think even added to that, being able to encourage each other as a result of that knowledge, being able to give opportunities mm -hmm. to each other, to recognize the value of sometimes me scheduling to be in the home so that you can go out mm -hmm. and you can utilize those gifts in the ministry. Or even in our home with our kids, like recognizing the things that we do well with our kids and encouraging each other towards that end. So I think this is a big part of, it's an outgrowth of that unity, but it's also, I think, requires an extra intentionality that it's not just, hey, we're focused on our relationship and sometimes even maybe selfishly the good that I get out of it, but to be able to look at our partner and say, wow, the Lord has really blessed you. He's gifted you in these ways, and I want to see you thrive. I want to see you move forward in those. And I want you to experience all that the Lord has for you in that gifting, in, the, in that calling that he's shaped for you and for your life. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, we know from God's Word, 1 Corinthians 12 and other passages, that God has given every believer gifts through the Holy Spirit to be used for the common good. And so, again, this is another situation where if we are supposed to value spiritual gifts in the body of Christ, we definitely should know what our spouse's spiritual gifts are and be able to affirm them and call that out Mm -hmm. and look for ways to help them use those gifts. Mm -hmm. That's right. I think that this too is one of the places where we're often prone to neglect. I think even as I look at my leadership, there's an intentionality when I'm interacting with my teammates for me to encourage and affirm that I've learned over the years that that's just an important part of leadership is that you do that. And I think that there's a corresponding neglect sometimes Mm -hmm. of just for all the reasons that we were just talking about, like, oh, they're okay. She's strong. She knows who she is. She's okay. She doesn't need me maybe to tell her or whatever, even if sometimes it's not even that level of intentionality or thought that goes into it. But man, if it's that needed, and if I should be that intentional about it in a team context or in a ministry context, how much more so in the most important relationship of my earthly life, then I would intentionalize that. Because that's we all make that mistake of, oh, they know. I, right. I don't I don't need to say it, but how much yeah. does it mean when we actually do say it and we express those things that we're speaking that truth and that life into our partner? And we all need that. We all need to hear that because we're all subject to the other voices that come in from the flesh, from the world, and from our enemy, Satan, that tries to convince us otherwise and tells us the exact opposite. That no, you're not good. No, you're not gifted. Or no, you've mm-hmm. you failed again. Your partner doesn't think that you're good at this. Whatever those things are, we just need to hear that. That's a big part of us being together. Yeah, a friend of mine just reminded me of that, that I am the most important and strong voice in your life, Mm -hmm. meaning the one that means the most to you. And you've told me that before, but it's always a bit humbling and sobering for me to hear that, Mm. to remember that, because I often forget that and minimize it. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I think that anybody, any husband who's honest out there will say the same and that that's And honestly, I think that's also the reason why there can be strife in marriage, why it arises and why it cuts so deeply is because this is the opinion that matters most. Mm -hmm. And when there's a sense of ongoing neglect or a failure to realize or or to point out things that we value in one another, to appreciate those things, to express thanksgiving, then that can build up hurt. And then that hurt can, you know, turn to bitterness. And that's where we see strife in relationships. That's how it just festers there. And so to be able to open our mouths and to speak that life to each other, that's a huge way to clear that out. Yeah. And Philippians 1 is our key passage for this. Paul says, starting in verse 3, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. So we are partners in the gospel Mm -hmm. from the first day until now. Mm -hmm. And we could say at least from our marriage day until now. And our heart, our posture towards each other is thankfulness Mm -hmm. and praying for each other with joy. And then that promise that we remind each other, I am sure of this, God is working in you and Mm -hmm. he's going to complete that work. He's going to keep on working in you. Mm -hmm. We get to be a part of that for each other. And then it goes on to talk about how we hold each other in our hearts and yearn for each other with the affection of Christ Jesus. And we've talked 
in other episodes about how Paul was so affectionate towards mm-hmm. his brothers and sisters in Christ. And again, we're going to say it. Well, how much more so in your marriage that we should have really a clear attitude as we serve in our home and ministry of thankfulness for one another mm-hmm. and valuing one another? Yeah. I mean, just to, that that would be our posture. And I think, again, it requires intentionality sometimes to just recognize and say, man, I'm so grateful for this. I'm so grateful for you. I'm grateful for all the ways that you serve. Grateful and be very specific, I think, in the things that you say, the things that you note. When God, when the Spirit stirs in you, that thankfulness, when you see something, man, just say that and speak that to each other. But this heart posture that Paul's talking about, again, directed to a a church, a gathering of believers that, that he knows that he's labored among, and for him to say that he's thanking God and all his remembrance, you know, with joy, making prayers, celebrating that partnership. And that should be the way we talk about each other. That should just be the language of our relationship, of our home. Yeah. And it does feel extra good when you say it out loud in front of others, right? Yeah, no doubt. So if you're listening again as a couple, this would be a great discussion question for you all is what are your spouse's strengths? Mm. What do you value? What do you think, man, I'm so glad that he brings this into the ministry, or I'm so proud of him for this. And what types of ministry settings, just imagine in your head, when you just see your partner shine, when you just mm. know, wow, he or she is doing exactly what God created him to do. Mm. That's really awesome to be able to know and to want to facilitate that happening yeah. more. And to affirm it when it does, mm-hmm. for us to just hear that from each other. Mm-hmm. That gives life. And All of these things apply just as much in the home Mm -hmm. (laughs) to be able to say, man, thank you for the way you led our kids. Thank you for the way you serve our family that Mm. we often overlook. Any of those words can really, really strengthen us. Mm -hmm. No doubt. Point number three, how do we continue to foster and grow in regular communication about family, the work or teaming or leadership, and just really the principle of the more, the better when it comes to communication? Another area that just requires a lot of intentionality as we get busy, as our time is divided up among all our different responsibilities, uh, also taking into account our kids. If you have kids in the home, all those things, how are we making time to just sit and communicate with each other, let each other know what's going on, both from a work kind of perspective or ministry perspective, but also just from our hearts, things that are important to us. I do think these build on each other. So Mm -hmm. having that oneness and the strong marriage is the foundation. Additionally, affirming one another, valuing one another, knowing each other. Mm -hmm. I would even add to point two, knowing each other's weaknesses and Mm -hmm. insecurities and being sensitive about those things is also really important. Mm -hmm. Or knowing the things that just really drain you (laughs) and having grace for those tasks and wanting to help out in those ways. So, and then I do think the third one, this one's just almost purely practical that if you want to have intentionality to do this work together, you have to have time to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Just like we have team meetings with our team We have to have little mini team meetings, the two of us, (laughs) because we're trying to work as a team. That's right. And because we have busy schedules and you're off doing things and I'm off doing things. And we have to have really regular times to come back together Mm -hmm. and talk through everything. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of tasks that are delegated to one of us. Yeah. But we always need to talk about everything. Mm -hmm. Right. 
So I think to think through what are your rhythms for that kind of team meeting Mm -hmm. between the two of you? Mm -hmm. When do you talk about your schedule? We have to do it at least once a week, but we always have many recatchups like every few days. Mm -hmm. When we have different meetings and things or trainings, if we're leading together, we have to talk beforehand and talk through the agenda. And it makes a difference. It does. It's not just a logistical issue. Yeah. It makes a difference in how in both people bringing their thoughts and strengths into it and us serving in a unified way, Mm -hmm. thinking through our the people that are going to be a part of the meeting, just all of that. Yeah. Two are better than one. We do it better together. In a lot of ways, I feel like this is the most practical expression or maybe the most consistent practical expression of having one spirit and one mind. How else would we have one mind Mm -hmm. other than by communicating these things Mm -hmm. and talking through these things and expressing our hopes and desires, expressing very practical things like, hey, what's the agenda for the meeting? Talking through that. And it's always better when your input is a part of that. So just thinking through like, Communication really is the practical hinge around which we would cultivate being of one mind, being one spirit, approaching it side by side, doing these things together. And it shows your value for the other person when you Mm -hmm. ask for their input. And this does not mean just side note. I know that there are many women, some of my sisters who don't like talking in front of groups. They don't like leading Mm -hmm. and they want their husband to do all of that. This isn't really about that. Yeah. Um, You don't have to love talking in front of people or be particularly gifted in that Mm -hmm. in order to to serve together and lead together as one flesh. Both of the spouses don't have to do that. Yeah. I think Um, that's an important point because being of one heart, of one spirit, one mind, it doesn't mean we equally share in the upfront leadership responsibilities. mm -mm. Let's just be really clear about that. No. I think that it doesn't mean it's a 50-50 hey, everybody shares equally in whatever leadership responsibilities are out there. I think what it actually does is the idea of being of one heart, one spirit, one mind actually frees each couple to figure out within their giftedness what that does look like. Mm -hmm. That if it is the case that maybe the wife does not feel that she's gifted for that, she doesn't desire it, she doesn't want it. She doesn't want to be part of actually leading the meeting or you know, doing the big training, whatever it is, you have freedom within how God has created you and brought you together as one flesh to pursue that single heart, single-mindedness in the way that the Lord has made you as a couple. As two puzzle pieces kind of fit together. That's right. And I think it also allows those gifts to be drawn out. Yeah. Because if you're not proactively trying to be one of the main speakers, then your gifts could be overlooked Mm. and not used. That's true. So it's also an opportunity for your partner to cultivate those. Yeah, and draw them out. To see something there and draw them out through Mm -hmm. encouragement, Mm -hmm. through giving opportunities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no doubt. I think maybe just to highlight, by contrast, the other approach would be that you're not communicating, which contributes to a lack of oneness, which contributes to, I think, not being able to labor side by side, whatever that would look like. Because we have seen people, I think there are examples of people out there where you know, the wife is taking a back seat, but it's not necessarily because they have talked about it or because that was their the conclusion that they came to together. But it's more of there's a lack of oneness in them being together to where it's not 
They're not united in their desire to lead in that particular way. Again, the, the practical manifestation of it is not the important piece. The important pieces are our hearts together. Do we see and recognize each other, the giftedness that the Lord has given to us? Are we walking forward together in that, in agreement that the Lord has placed us here, gifted us, called us to lead this team and to do this ministry? Yes. You could be out in a village far away from me, and we could still be doing the ministry with one heart Mm -hmm. and one mind, right? That's the goal. I think that's what we're continuing to strive for. And it's always needs adjusting, right? Mm -hmm. It's not this... Wow, we really nailed that, and now we're good to go, and we're just always united. Mm-hmm. It always takes reintentionality, kind of checking in on those rhythms when travel is high, mm-hmm. when schedules are busy, learning to schedule in a little extra time together as a family after those busy seasons. Mm-hmm. It's important. It is, yeah, because there are lots of challenges, and that would be maybe as we think about wrapping up this topic, what are those main challenges to our oneness mm-hmm. and serving together mm-hmm. in that like-mindedness and that one-heartedness? Yeah, that's a good thing to discuss together as a couple. What are the main challenges that we're facing that are keeping us mm-hmm. from serving and leading together as a couple? Yep. And then what can we do to overcome those challenges? Right. I feel like easily the number one challenge is busyness. Mm that we allow ministry and parenting to just squeeze out marriage time, Mm -hmm. which that's not an excuse, right? Because we have to intentionally know and think that our marriage is more important than those things. Mm -hmm. But it's easy for the schedule to kind of squeeze those out. Yeah. I think there's also, as we grow, you know, our hearts are being opened up more and more. I think we have some insecurities about how we how well we're doing or what our partner thinks about us or what our partner how our partner perceives you know our contribution contribution our gifts yeah our abilities whatever yeah we can feel unappreciated that's we can right feel unvalued i mean there's been times when i've wanted you to read my mind mm-hmm. um i've wanted you to platform me and if you haven't then i've had my feelings hurt mm-hmm. and maybe you just like didn't think about it and i needed to tell you that mm. Yeah, that's right. Just chalk that up to the old not able to read minds slash I'm a man category, <laughs> right? But yeah, those things are those things are real. It's like you don't you don't want to have to ask right. to be asked. Right. right? You don't want to have to ask to be recognized and appreciated. Mm-hmm. You want the person whose value whose opinion you value most to know that and do that. Mm-hmm. And so because of those, that's where that hurt comes from sometimes. And that what make can be what makes us guard ourselves instead of pursuing each other, which is why point number two, recognizing each other and speaking those things into each other is so important. And then even looking for opportunities for people to serve in their gifts. I was just thinking about what a great job you do (laughs) at communicating in so many contexts, Mm. in our meetings, in our trainings. It's amazing. A lot of times without even much preparation, you're just ready to go. Thanks, honey. That means a lot. I'm super encouraged now because I know how you feel. <laughs> now I'm over that insecurity. It's done. It's finished forever. Yeah. Let's wrap up by just reading this verse one more time. Let's do it. Friends, coworkers, let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. 
so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of you, that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. Yep. So get your spouse side by side, mm. striving, give them a side hug. <laughs> mm. Um, and encourage your spouse today. Tell them something yeah. you appreciate about them. Look for some time to carve out, to spend some extra time together, to just enjoy one another. Mm -hmm. And talk through some of these questions about what you appreciate about each other and how you can serve in your ministry together more. Yeah. Look for ways to yeah. encourage one another. Don't forget you are the most important voice in That's your right. spouse's life. So yep. use it to build them up. All right, let's shut this down and go spend some time together. 